Welcome to the Kingdom ROI, Return on Intention Show. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Kingdom ROI Strategist. Families and businesses hire me to create, grow, and protect generational wealth by discovering that what they do in their family's living room matters more than what they do in their boardroom or advisor's conference room. On this show, I'm here to tell the stories of families and business owners who recognize that they didn't have a growth problem, they had a relationship and priority problem. We'll hear stories and the journey these families who recognize that business and financial growth weren't what mattered. They know that their relationships and priorities is what's going to determine their outcomes. So stick around to hear the hardships they've faced, the lessons they've learned, and the wisdom they wish they would have known along the way. Each story captures the blessings and the struggles of pursuing return on intention instead of return on investment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 40 minutes where we take the world's broken mindsets and systems and turn them upside down. Welcome everyone to another episode of Kingdom ROI, Return on Intention, and we have a very special episode for you today, probably... Um, I already told my producer, Chris, sitting here, I told him, I said, I think this is going to be our favorite episode ever, and we haven't even started recording yet. Um, so joining me today are Debbie and Dennis Amaral. Debbie is host of a podcast called Freedom in the Kingdom, and if it's not on your listen list, I would even go so far as to tell you, like, unsubscribe from mine and go subscribe to hers if you're, um, like, out of podcasts to subscribe to, because she I listen to her podcast every week and she has been such an incredible influence on me. Um, and we're going to dive more into really understanding, you know, we, this is the kingdom ROI show. So we talk about kingdom ROI and for a lot of people who've grown up in religion, the idea of kingdom may be foreign or it may be something that you've never stepped into, but it is such an empower. It's such an incredibly powerful concept. I remember when it was introduced to me about three or four years ago, it turned my life completely upside down and Debbie has been boldly speaking about the kingdom, living the kingdom, and um, helping other people understand the kingdom. And we're going to talk more about that today. So, Debbie and Dennis, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having us. Hey, um, before we get in, I, I gave a little bit of an introduction, but if you don't mind, tell the audience a little bit from your <laughs> description about the two of you. <laughs> okay, so... My husband migrated to the United States when he was 12 years old with the great desire to own a pair of cowboy boots. Am I correct? Amen. <laughs> he used to watch a film out in Port in here in St. Michael with the John Wayne and Clint Eastwood. So when he migrated over to the United States, again, he was 12 years old. He uh, briefly went to school. He hated it. He dropped out worked in a sweatshop for a little while, and then came to work for my parents who owned a bakery at that time. Okay. Now, right before he came to uh, the bakery, he, he saw me working as, like, as a volunteer in our church, and he came in with the group of his friends, and what did you say? I said, uh, hey, guys, uh, see that girl right there? And they said, yes. Because I'm going to marry that girl. I was 14. He was 16. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's how it started. And I did it. He did it. <laughs> and so y'all, 
Go ahead. As I said, why do you want to marry me at some point? He said, I want to show you the world. Mm. How much money do you have? Two bucks. <laughs> Two dollars was enough. <laughs> but I, I did. I kept my word. Yes, he did. Wow. Amen. I'm still keeping my word. Amen. And you, you ran your parents, or you ran the bakery for a number of years, yes? 35 years. 35 years. Mm-hmm. Did you see the world during that? Because I know you're seeing the world now. Were you seeing the world then as well? Yeah. Uh, yes, we did. Not as much, but we did. Yeah. Yeah. But not more than ever. We always took time to vacation. Mm. We always took time to have family time, mm-hmm. devotions every night with the kids, yes. weekends with the kids, see the parents. Our date night, had a date night every Thursday every night. Thursday. It was our date night. Wow. And spite of everything we were doing because we were running a business, plus we were in ministry, helping out with the church and uh, helping our parents. And uh, yeah, we still took time. We did. Classes. We did uh, classes for grown yeah, kids. God's way. Grown kids, God's way for seventeen week uh, yeah. course. Yeah. We did that for about seven, eight years. We did Dave Ramsey uh, for about nine years. Yeah. We did the uh, um, marriage on a rock. Uh, marriage for marriages. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have found I may have for the first time found somebody who's taught Dave Ramsey more than I have. Oh. We I don't remember how many I, I lost count somewhere around 14, not years, but 14 sessions that we taught oh, through the oh. Dave Ramsey course. So uh, I love yeah. that your heart your heart is there. Um Debbie and, and did it tell us a little bit about your journey into the kingdom? And kind of, you know, how that became a reality for you and then how, and I think from there, where we'll just kind of see where the Holy Spirit and God takes us from there. Okay, so what happened back in, uh, we came to the Lord back in 1979, and then it was an evangelist that came over from Brazil, and he actually preached the kingdom, but he didn't call it the kingdom, nor did he teach it like the keys that um, he, he didn't uh, spe- specify and say, this is the keys that unlock the benefits. But he did preach the kingdom. So fast forward one morning back in 2000, I was having my prayer time. It's quiet time. And I remember being on the floor with my Bible in front of me. And I was reading Matthew chapter 13. Mm. Where Jesus went to the wayside by the seaside. And he was uh, telling them about the parable of the sower. Mm. And they got to verse 11 and said, unto you, it's been given to know. The, they asked him, why do you speak in parables? And he said, unto you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But when I read that, the word you jumped out. He said, unto you, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. I said, Lord, what are, what are you talking about? What are the mysteries? Fast forward. Fast forward, we went to Chicago. We attended a church service there. And on that Wednesday, they announced that they were going to have a financial class. And their COO was going to, and their accountant was going to teach that class. We attended that class. While the woman was talking, God is saying to me, I want you to go back home and teach a class on kingdom finances Mm. with my principles. Okay, I didn't know what that meant. But when I got home, I got a download. I got the five, actually it was the, the five, yeah, the five lessons, which became five classes. 
which was seek first the kingdom, first things first, you'll see it in the book, first things first, you know, whose money is it anyway, the miracles in your house, sowers versus eaters, I think Latin was like rock the box. So he downloaded all that. Now, as I'm studying it, that's when the Lord said to me, you have been following my kingdom principles, mm. but now this is what you have been doing. You've been honoring your parents. You've honored the man of God. You've been sowing seed. You've been um, tithing, mm-hmm. giving alms. So as first I, fruits. the first fruits, yeah. So that's what I wrote in the book because that's that's what we taught for many years in different churches. And then the Lord said to put it into a book. Hmm. But here's though, what has happened, Eric, and we, what we've seen, it's why many believers don't know about the kingdom because the churches preach the the gospel of salvation yes not the gospel of the kingdom mm. and the gospel of salvation it's great because jesus is the door he's the door but beyond the door there's so much more mm. So Amen. much that he wants to give us, but people don't, you know, we don't know how to access it. We don't even know that we have those benefits. I love Psalm 103 that says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, mm-hmm. right? It's all my sins and heals all my diseases. We have benefits that we are to access. Jesus Christ, when he came on the scene, he said, repent. The kingdom of God has arrived. Repent means change your mind, change your way of thinking, because he was bringing back the government that they had lost. Men had lost his position. He lost government, his rulership in the garden. And he was back reintroducing what man had lost. And then he demonstrated the kingdom. We call it miracles, Eric. It's not miracles. It's a lifestyle in the kingdom. Right, Amen. healing the sick, raising the dead is a it's a lifestyle. That's right. So what we've done is Dennis and I, we have applied the principles as we were uh, mm. running a business. Mm-hmm. Okay, we also see that in Solomon. Solomon was uh, demonstrating the kingdom, if you will, right. as as a king. You can yep. tell by the way he, you know, he took care of his servants. He served them well. We believed in that. We believed in serving our customers well. I think we thought that was so very important. Serving our customers, representing the kingdom with you know honesty, integrity. That was important, very important to us because we want our name was out there. That my mom's bakery was well known, and we took it to another level. Mm-hmm. But we want because it was not only our name, of course, it was. The Lord's name was out there. We represented the kingdom of God, especially in a community when everybody was Catholic. It was mainly Catholics in our community. So when they found out that we were born again Christians, they wanted no part of us. Really? But yeah, yeah. But we remained faithful. We remained true. Okay. And we continued to serve them well. If they would, the ones that would have us, we continued to serve them well. And that contribute a lot to the to our success we also when uh, when we took over the business um when when her parents when be, they became born born again believers everybody that used to do the feasts and the one and our bread they cut them off but when we came in 
my my thing was I want to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. I want to serve my customers well and bring them quality. Mm-hmm. And my friends couldn't understand. I said, I don't I don't want to think about the money. Mm-hmm. My focus was now I understand why. Yeah. My focus was serve the clients well, give them the quality that, that they, they need and the service and, and the bread. The, the, that's that was uh, we used to bake, make bread, so sweet bread, and the money will come. Amen. It's certain, and with that model, that's the same model that uh, Solomon did, mm-hmm. Jesus did. Now we're finding all this out now, and I'm sure because I've I've seen your your videos, and you're doing the same thing. Yeah, you are serving the people, Amen. Amen. and that's the key of the kingdom, serving. Well, it's so interesting because we get caught up in this worldly mindset that, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, I mean, what the world tells us, and I talk about this a lot, is that return on investment is what matters. You know, it's about the dollar. You got to, what do you, what's profitability look like? And God's kingdom so upside down, Matthew 6, 33, you know, it's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And basically God's like, I'll take care of profitability. And that's what you discovered. You know, along the way, but I guess maybe even what I would ask, because we're going to have people who are listening, who are like, this idea of kingdom is new to them because I found this, spend a lot of time in church and kingdom is sometime else. It's not right now, Um, you know, and yet when you start to really unpack scripture, like maybe, and Debbie, your podcast talks a lot about this. So again, I'm going to encourage everybody to go listen. If you're like, I want to know more about kingdom, go listen more to Debbie's podcast. But while I have you here, like what are the top two or three misconceptions that most believers have about kingdom that could completely change their lives? The misconceptions, just like you said, is they think that the kingdom is for the future. Mm. It's not for today. It's not for now. It's it's the good old by and by. We're going to get it. You know, we're going to have prosperity, the help, everything that we want and when we get there. Yeah. That's what I see with, you know, the biggest drawback. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's what's hindering them from prospering, from getting their healing. Maybe it's God's will to heal. Maybe it's not, you know, it's, and they don't look at it as it's a, it's a, a government. The kingdom of God is a government. They don't look at it. That way. It's again, it's very, we made it a religion. Mm-hmm. It's all about a religion. And Jesus Christ did not bring a religion. Religion was here when he got here. That's the right. Sadducees and Pharisees. It was already here. That's it. The Bible is not a religious book. The Bible yeah. is a legal book. It's a law book. It's legal. It's a legal matter. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. Yes. It makes total sense. Um, mm-hmm. What were kind of along the way, yeah. ta- tell us a little bit about some of your journey of because as you're discovering this and you've been doing this, I've got to imagine you made some mistakes. I mean, because especially if you came up in religion, this had to change your thinking. And yes, you begin to get it. But tell some stories of like where God's kingdom became very like it wasn't tangible to you, but then you experienced it and then it became tangible to you. OK, I can give you two two stories. One was when one of our largest vendors claimed bankruptcy. Okay, and they owed owed us quite a bit of money. 
another another vendor of ours decided to be our competitor, if you will, and they started making bread too. Mm-hmm. Well, this all happened when we were building the addition because uh, we were expanding, we were growing. Yeah. So this was a big setback for us, big setback. Okay, so Dennis, of course, we could, he could not get paid. He didn't get a salary for over a year, close to two years. There was no salary. And he began to grind mm-hmm. and toil. You know, what can we do? What are we going to do? And let's try this. Let's try that. Okay. Meanwhile, I was homeschooling besides all this, one of the business. And Wednesdays was our prayer time. We get together and pray. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there seeking the Lord in prayer, he revealed. And I just knew that everything was going to be all right. And mm-hmm. he was going to bring us an account. We had a prophecy that he was going to bring an account from a place that we least expected. And sure enough, as we stood on the word, we confessed the word. I declared the word. He gave me Deuteronomy chapter eight. Okay. That bread would not be scarce. If you went to the bakery today, you'd see a big sign, 10 feet by 20 feet. We put it up there, you know, mm-hmm. that, you know, bread would not be, he kept his promise. That's the kingdom. Mm. That's the Fast forward, when COVID hit, all the bakeries there in our area were closing shop. They were all coming to us because we could supply them. That's the kingdom. We were actually growing. My daughter had to hire more people. Yeah, our daughter had to hire more people. That's the kingdom of God in operation. It's about multiplication. Yes. That's addition and multiplication, not division or subtraction. Amen. And then Amen. the other thing recently that happened too was the Lord told us that we were going to, this is how the kingdom operates. You know, it's, it's the world is buying and selling. The kingdom is sowing and reaping, right? <laughs> and the currency of the kingdom is faith. That's how we access everything, right? It's by faith. So we got a word. One of the pastors, with the beloved pastor was preaching and he said, you are going to buy apartments you can't afford. Well, we took that in, okay? We that, believe that was seed. That, that was seed. seed. Yes. That was okay. So one time we're here in St. Michael, and we uh, we rent out our apartments with a company called Green Vacations. So we met with the director. He was talking to us, and he also runs an orphanage here. And my my husband asked him a question that he asks everybody: What is your dream? Mm. What is your is this what you want to do? Is it your dream? Run an orphanage? Oh, no, he said. He said, my wife and I have a dream to one day own and operate an assistant, a private assistant living business here on the island. Oh, that's wonderful. We start began talking to him. Okay. Can I see your plan? Yeah. <laughs> can I see the business plan? Can I see what you have in mind? I, I was just playing when yeah. I said, can I see your plan? And he said, yes, come in tomorrow. Yeah. And I'll set it, I'll show you everything. A business plan. I said, wow, this guy means business. business. Yeah. So when we met with him, we said, oh, you know something? You know who could help you take you? We can only help you so far, but you're going to need investors. Let's get my son. So we got my son connected with him. My son was here on the island and my, when he flew in, we had, we're having breakfast one morning and my son, my husband said, son, where are we going to get these investors? We have been searching, seeking out. Some said they were going to come in. Well, we're having breakfast at a cafe. 
And the husband, my son, my husband said, you know, if we come into this too, I don't like debt, son. I don't want, I want to pay this off, but dad, we need to get invested. Let the investors, but son, I don't like debt. They're going back and forth, okay? When we get up from the table, we're walking out and this gentleman stands up between my husband and my son and he speaks English, which is was unusual, but it was a tourist, okay? And he looked at my husband, he said, listen to your son. He was listening to the conversation all along. My son looked at him. He looked at my son. He said, Coach Tom? <laughs> what? He said, Nathan? They knew one another. Do you know that Tom became an investor? He yeah. came in with $350,000. And we got the, the 26 yeah, that, apartments. Yeah, that, that was when he showed me the plan. I said, wow, this is, this is great. But when we went to go see the house that you were looking at, I said, wow, this is too small. And the Lord was already talking to us about the apartments. Then a friend of ours said, but Dennis, I know there was a place that went bankrupt in 2008. Would you like to go see it? What? I said, yeah. I said, whoa, wait a minute. I said, yeah, I'd like to see it. When I got there, uh, I had to close my mouth all the time because I'm saying, there's no way. This is 26 apartments. And I'm saying, oh my God. And we said, how are we going to do this? And not only that, that, that building, those 26, was originally for, for an, an assistant living that went bankrupt in 2008. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's how the, and we came in with no money, but we had a word from the Lord. And that's why I really want to stress because the word, God has a word for us. Mm -hmm. And we declare that when we hang on to that word, by faith, he wants to do extraordinary things for us. He wants to take us to another level. He yeah. wants us to live on another level. He wants to take our business to another level. He wants to take our imports and ex export business to another level. Our podcast, our books to another level. That's the kingdom. We should, like Dennis says all the time, we should, we're not competing. We're dominating the markets. As kingdom citizens, we're not competing with anybody. We're dominating. We know who we are. We know what belongs to us. They have our property. That belongs to us. God has given us a word that we were going to build up the ruined places. I wish you could see. If you ever come to St. Michael, we'll give you a tour and show you what this young couple has done and how beautiful these apartments are. And we are the owners. They are the tenants. But it's funny. We go a little bit further, but the word says, seek the kingdom first. Yes. All the other things will be added. Yeah, now, you don't have to chase it. Yeah. It will be added to us. Right. So we've been seeing the kingdom all our lives, even through our business. Yeah. Like we didn't chase Walmart. They chased us. Yeah. We mm -hmm. didn't chase Jays. They chased us right. for service them. Yeah. And this has been our model, not knowing that was the kingdom. When yeah. we learned this with these apartments, these bankers, lawyers, <laughs> I can, we can go on and tell you stories. There's not enough time. Yeah. Like, yes, the lawyers, for when we closed the property, 
a lawyer had to be there all day because there was one, we broke it down for one section, each one, instead of the whole piece. So you had to be in, in the finances, in, Finance. in the finances all day to put, to register all this. Right. And and they said, no, no, don't, you don't have to go. We'll take care of it. We'll do the work for you. Isn't that favorable? Yeah. Favorable. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. But I just I want to I want to express something, especially to our listeners, because this has been my own journey, my own experience is that kingdom. You said this earlier and maybe not exactly the way that I'm going to say, it, but a kingdom is experienced through faith. Without faith, you don't get to walk into kingdom because many times the kingdom journey, although it is like, man, I can't believe that happened. If you don't step out into the moment of like the chasm of. It's, and I don't want to call it fear because God is not a God of fear, but the place that makes your stomach go, hmm, this really is going to have to be a God thing. And I'm going to have to trust his word and know what his word says. That it's sometimes I think we hold, we miss out on the kingdom because our faith, we don't, we don't have a strong enough faith in who he is and what he already said. Right, right. right. Exactly. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And to go back to the apartments, that 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 initial investor came up with that three hundred fifty thousand sometime later, maybe a year later. Or so he yeah. wanted to get, he wanted out, and he wanted to get paid. But thank God we had sold our house, so we were able to pay him back. So mm -hmm. then, like now, we went to the we went to the bank to get the rest of the money. But we are believing. Debt free, can't supernatural can't, debt cancellation. I don't know how God's going to do it. We go to the building, we talk to, we say, We call you paid in Jesus' name. Hmm. Amen. That's kingdom living. It is. It is. It's, it's radical, but radical. It's well, but I mean, I'm, I'm even reflecting on my own life, and you're, you're expressing this, and this is your interview, not mine, but I just. I was reflecting this back to my teams the other day as I cannot tell you how many times, like if you live a life off the balance sheet and off of the cash flow, there are many things God has called me to do that would make no sense to financial reporting. Yes, and when you live in a world of return on investments as well, the financials don't work. The balance sheet doesn't work. The cash flow doesn't work. Yeah. But my God owns the God owns the cattle on a thousand Hills and he said, it's going to work. So I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Faith doesn't make sense. Right? Yeah. But that's, that's the kingdom. And and sometimes you, you hear people preaching that the God is the God of the the hills and the cattle, but they have no beef. <laughs> and there's something wrong with that. You've yeah. got to have beef if, you, if he's the God of the hills and the cows. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't know about you. I was reflecting the other day. I've had times where my balance sheet and my cash flow reflected what wasn't reality. Let me tell you what I mean. Meaning, like there was the cash flow was gone. The, the 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 balance sheet looked very very low. But I reflect back, and I'll, you know, you think about the Israelites in Egypt from manna. I had everything that I needed. I didn't. I was never living in a moment of lack. You go back to you know, seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness, and you have all you need, right? I mean, all these things will be given to you. And in all of those moments, the world, a banker or someone may have looked at that moment and said, "Oh, you're going to have to do something different." I'm like, "No, this is exactly what God's called me to," and the provision was 100. percent there was nothing. We didn't cut back. We didn't do anything. We just kept living, and God's provision was perfect. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. He never fails. There's no, in his kingdom economy, there's no downturn. No. There's no inflation, deflation. There's none of that. Most of all, there's no corruption in his government. (laughs) And we should be prospering when there's, in the world economy, in the world's kingdoms, when they're when they are down and they are now, we should be rising. Mm. That's that's kingdom. Amen. When there was famine in Egypt, guess what? His children were prospering. That's, that's right. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. But Debbie, you were talking about this. I'm going to keep coming back to your podcast because it's so important. You spent several episodes. Of, this is why it's so important to know what the word of God says. I mean, religion says sit in a pew and let somebody else tell you what God's word says. And Faith and kingdom says, know what my word says so that you can be stand on my word for the sake of the kingdom. And I think that's a lot of time what we miss. Yes. yes. Oh, the word, the word is so important. Declare. It's, a, it's important to get a now word from God, mm-hmm. right? Because I was reading just yesterday when uh, there was a famine in the land and Isaac wanted to go to Egypt, but God told him to stay in the land and sow there, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he prospered there, but he got a now word. His father, Abraham, was allowed to go to, allowed to go to Egypt. Mm-hmm. He got the word to go to Egypt, but not Isaac. He was supposed to stay there and sow there mm-hmm. during the famine. And he became very rich, right? So rich that the Philistines were jealous of him and kicked him out of the land, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Right? All right. So what's that telling you? It's important to get a now word and Mm. move. God gives you that word. You declare that word. When he opens the door, you walk through it. The other day I was meditating on the word. And again, the Lord said to me, I want to give you land. (laughs) Land. I said, wow. I said, Dan, I, I, I believe God wants to give us land. But okay, so I had a couple of friends, their lawyer friends came over to the house and I said, Jill, God's been talking to me. He wants to give us land. And she said, the best land. <laughs> I said, yes, I was reading Joseph when he called his father came and the brothers and he gave them the best land. Eric, fast forward, I think maybe two weeks later, her husband, who's an attorney, he's an in-house attorney for this large company. He said, Debbie, do you want 75 acres of land for free? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> do you want 75 acres of free. land for free? I said, let's go look at it. Well, let's see what we can do with it. Can we put a, a camp a camp from me? You know, we're walking the land. And what are we going to do with this? This is right before I left to come to St. Michael. So when we get back, we've got some decisions to make. But this is what I'm talking about. It's, yep. it's, it's way out there. People think you're crazy, but we believe. Believe. Believe, Jesus said. Mm-hmm. Believe. And, and if the, the Bible, uh, it, there's words in the Bible about land. Yeah. There's a thousand seven hundred and something words land. Mm-hmm. Wow. The Bible is all about real estate. Yep. If you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then and there's a thousand four hundred and I think fifty-five sentences on land. Mm-hmm. That's what the Bible is about. Land. So I'm a I'm a graduate of Karis Bible School. And in Karis, my third year. 
I did study the business, kingdom finances, and Billy Epoha, I mentioned him in my book, was, was teaching the class. And Billy is involved with microfinancing, trying to fraud global. And I'll tell you, Eric, when I heard about that, and Dennis and I, we talked about it, we prayed about it, and we invested with Tricord Global, okay? Because when we invest with Tricord Global, your money is being lent to the nations. And that's mm-hmm. what it says in Deuteronomy 20, you shall lend to the sure. nations. Yes. I know I've I done investments, I bought, sold, what have you. But the greatest joy that I had was knowing that I was lending my money to the nations. Mm. We lent it in, that was Dennis's name or my name. So we said, well, let's do it. Let's do another one. Let's save some money and we'll do one in my name and the kids' names. Okay. My accountant calls me up one day and he says, Deb, are you sitting down? Because you're going to get ready. You're going to pay your taxes. I said, Helder. He tells me the amount. Okay. Helder, where are you? Are you in Massachusetts or are you in Florida? And he says, I'm in Florida. When you come back up, I want to have lunch because I want to pick your brain. I want to move to Florida. I want to become a resident of Florida. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, I do. Okay, so we met. Okay, I became a resident of Florida because I was not going to give my money to Uncle Sam when I could give it to try and call the globe and lend my money to the nations. Are it's you a, following? I am. So, okay? so in between this, we're listening to, again, the mighty man of God, and we get a word. You are going to buy a house fully furnished, fully prepared, fully furnished, fully prepared. (laughs) We took it. We took it. Fast forward. We go down to Florida. Okay. We know we're going to be residents there. I found a realtor on YouTube, happened to be a, a believer. He takes us around and we said, he showed us one of some this is like our third day in. We don't have much time. No, no, this is not it. So Dennis says the next day, let's go back and look at that villa. I said, man, Dan, I really don't like it, but okay, let's go. On our way to go look at that villa, we see a villa for sale by owner. Called the number. I said, hello, I'm outside. Would love to see your villa. She said, oh, my house is a mess. Oh, I don't mind messes, I said. She said, well, come on in. So we came in. Okay. She said, this I said, wow, he's selling everything, fully furnished. Of course. As we, as we are there, the realtor texts me that address and say, while you're in there, Eric, you were going to go back and look at the other one. While you're there, you might want to look at this one, 5525 <laughs> candlestick, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he said, you might want to look at that. And I text him back, I'm here, we're <laughs> negotiating. Guess what villa we bought? That's the one. Yeah. Fully furnished. Yeah, so encouraging. Yes, yes. First the kingdom, seeking first the kingdom of God and everything else. No pieces. Don't worry what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you wear. Don't care about your life. Seek first the king. He will take care of you. He's a good, good father. He will provide. Amen. 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 Well, we could go on forever. We're going to run out of time. I, they, they unfortunately give me a time limit on how long we can do these things, but I love, I love these stories. Debbie Dennis, um, I've mentioned the podcast a little bit. You also, I want to give you just a little bit of time, plug your book because I know your book is being, so 
your book is out, but it's also being translated into other languages. And also God has given you a word that it's going to go into multiple languages. So talk a little bit about the podcast and the book and any of the other things that you guys have going on where people can connect with you. Okay. So uh, freedom in the kingdom is our podcast and the book is called creating wealth and lasting riches. Yeah. It's just recently been translated into Spanish, hopefully soon into Portuguese. And we've also, we're beginning to launch uh, Strategic Kingdom Solutions, which is a coaching and consulting mm. uh, group made up of seven dynamic transformational life coaches. So that's not up and running yet, but it should be shortly. But if anybody wants to connect, my email address is thekingsdaughteralways at gmail.com. I'm a transformational money mindset coach, and I help women from all walks of life deal with money trauma, as you hear on my podcast. So we're here to serve. And I think that that's an, I wish, again, we had more time because anyway, you had such incredible stories. I, I think. It would be worth your time, especially if you're someone who's grown up with money trauma. That may be kind of the first thing to kind of step through that then can help you see the kingdom. Because I think in, in having experienced some of my own money trauma, it was the trauma of that which caused me to then doubt what that God could do what he said he could do. And so I would okay. encourage you to, you know, reach out to Debbie and to to deal with that because we all deserve to live in the kingdom that's been given to us anyway. Why would we why would we let the enemy rob us of that? Amen. That's right. Amen. So well said. Yes. Amen. So thank you so much for being here. Dennis, Debbie, this has been just a joy, just been a pleasure. And thank you for just telling your story. And I hope that people reach out to you. And I hope that your podcast is just wildly successful because so many believers and even non-believers need the message of the kingdom to, um, you know, God wants to use us to change the generations. And it's just about us living the potential of the price that Christ paid for inside mm-hmm. of his kingdom. Yes. 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 yes totally so, mm-hmm. All right, everyone, we will be with you again next week. Thank you so much for joining us. And Debbie Dennis, thank you again for being here. God bless you. Everyone have a fantastic day. Thanks, Derek. All right, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for the Kingdom ROI Return on Intention podcast. If you're a business owner or a family who recognizes that what you're doing in your family's living room matters more than what you do in the boardroom or advisors conference rooms, you're open to sharing the ups and downs of the journey and would like to be a guest on the show, then I'd like to invite you to apply by visiting our website, www.kingdomroi.org. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show. And they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, www.kingdomroi.org, or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks for listening. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Kingdom ROI Strategist, signing off. Until next time.